Nun Tes Amut Beis on the bottom line. Shalchule, I put a diamond on the Shalchule. It's going to be the first of two uh, queries that were sent to uh, Reb Chalbay. The next one is on the seventh, eighth line on Samachabad Aleph. First two words are Shalchule. I put a diamond around that. Interesting questions. Here's the first. Shalchule, the Bnei Galila, the Galilean, sent to Reb um, the following question. You had Cohen, he gets first. Levi gets naked. Acharehen mikarit. What's the order after that? Uh, you have them all fight it out. Who, 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 who is, uh, gets the rights among the Israel first and second? So, lo havibiyade. As great as Rechelboi was, he didn't know. Which is, I guess, interesting. But asav is shayler So the question went and they asked Rebbe Yitzchak Amrlahu, he said to them, here's the order. Acharehen, I guess we'll have uh, five stages here. You know who uh, reads, which Yisrael reads? Acharehen, Karin, Talmid Chachamim, Hamemunim, Parnesin, Alatzibor. Those would be uh, Torah scholars who are appointed uh, leaders of the, uh, the people, the congregation. Kama, Vaacharehen, underline Acharehen, who's next in the order. Talmid Chachamim, Haruuyim. They're fitting, like they haven't yet officially been appointed, but they're guys who are, they're like, they're on deck, they're, they're ready to go. Who's after that? Ba'acharehen, I underline this, B'nei tamidei chachamim, sha'avoyseyen, memunim parnesin al The sons of those, and certainly is a challenge being great, there's a real challenge when dad is great, because then you might think you're great. Now, if you're great because you're great, that's one thing. If you think you're great because dad is great, that's something. And if you actually still come into shul, then you definitely get the next aliyah. Um, Va'acharehen, I underline acharehen, the fourth would be uh, the Rashi Knesiois, the heads of the congregations. In other places, there's the Gabayim, the people who see to the, uh, the shul and make sure everything runs properly. And finally, I underline V'choladam. Everyone else is uh, next. He actually adds here. Bacharehen. Shalchulei. So there's another diamond, another question. It's interesting. The first time it's sent, they're called the Bnei Galila. And here they're called the Bnei Galil. I think it's the same same people. But the Bnei Galil center of Chalbay. Um, this is a great question. Um, Baruch Hashem, we've got... Plenty of Sifrei Taira. You go to the Kaisal and it seems there's hundreds of Sifrei Taira. Every shul has lots of Sifrei Great time. Um, what about when you had a congregation and like, it costs a lot to write a whole Sifrei Taira. Ma'u likris bechumashim bebeis haknesis betzibur. A chumash is just one of this farm. Meaning, let's say, just Sifrei Bracious. Let's say, I don't know, it's Parshas Noach or Parshas Chayisara. Can you read from one of those in public? It's got just... Safer bracious, not Hamish Kumshay Torah. Each scrolls a uh, uh, different Chumash. Right. So, can you read from that? Well, um, it's interesting, Rabbi Chalboy. <laughs> Here he is again. Law Abiyate wasn't sure about that one. Asa, they then came with the question Shailei, who'd they go to last time? Riyasagnafcha. This time, Law Abiyate, Riyasagnafcha didn't know. Well, where are you going to go? Asa, Shailei, they came to the base Medrash, I underline Bay Midrasha, and they asked in the base Medrash, uh, what would we say to this uh, question? Um, Upashtua and the base Medrash they concluded that the issue must be um, a different din but we could conclude from that um, that din is that let's say you have a, a whole Sefer Torah a Sefer Torah achas. I guess when they were sewing the Ureas together one of them is missing so maybe it's got like all of Sefer Breshis and Shmois and then Vayikra one of the is missing and uh, Ein Karin Boy 
that we know you cannot read from. Um, and apparently then, since it's lacking something from the whole Sefer Torah, you can't read it. Maybe then, if it's just one Chomish, it's just lacking the other four, for sure you couldn't read from. The Gemara, though, turns around and says, Velohi, that's not the case. Hasam, because over there, what are you supposed to have? A Chamish Chum Milse. And it's lacking in that which it's supposed to have. Whereas, Hacha, what do you have over here? Just a Sefer Bracious is all you're supposed to have. And what do you have? Just a Sefer Bracious. Hacha, Loi Mechasar Milse. So maybe it wouldn't be a problem, which seems like the issue at this point still is uh, unresolved. Rabbi of Yosef, underlying the two of them together, Da'amri Travali, they both say, Ein korn bechumashim Nope, not done. If you just have, let's say, a Sefer Bracious, and you want to read something from Sefer Bracious, you cannot read that to read in Shul. Why? Mishum kavoid tzibor. Apparently it is dishonorable to the tzibor, to use like, well, say like the, the, the cheap way, the, the less official way, the less honorable way to have the public tour reading would be improper. I underline the names again here. Rabban Rav Yosef, Dami Travayu. On Shabbos, we have the Minag to read from Nevi'im. Mafter, um, Haftarah. Uh, do you have to read, let's say you're reading from uh, something from, say, for Yoshua or say for Shmuel. Do you have to have a complete Sefer Yoshua and read the section you're supposed to read? Or can you have one scroll and write all the Haftarahs in that scroll and read from that one? Would that work? So high Sefer Aftarta, if you have a Sefer that is just the Haftarah sections, also the Mikri Bei If you have it, it's fine. You can learn from it or prepare from it, but you would not be allowed to read for it in public on Shabbos. My Taima, what's the reason? Deloinitan Lika Sev. It is not... Um, made to be written. You're basically supposed to write, if you're writing something from Sefer Yoshua, all of Sefer Yoshua. That's why it's called Sefer Yoshua. And so too with all the others for him. Kama. Mar Baravashi Amar, he says that if you have one of these um, Sefer Aftaras that you can't read from on Shabbos, L'tiltuli Nami Aser, that on Shabbos to, uh, to move it would also be uh, Aser. My time, what's the reason? Well, if you can't read from it, then you can't move it. Daha lo chazala mikri bay. You can't read from it, so you can't move it. Velohi, the Gemara turns around and says that's not the case. Shari le you can actually, you're allowed to move it. It's not moksa. Vishari le mikri bay, and you can actually read from it also in public in shul. Um, and we see this from the following. Dereb Yochanan and Roshim and Lakish, Ma'aini, they would look into. Uh, Sifra de Agadita be Shabsa. Now a Sefer de Agadita mm, Agadas? Isn't that Tor Shabalpeh? You're not supposed to write down Tor Shabalpeh. How could they even have this thing? Vahaloi needs only Kosev. It's not supposed to be written. Ella? Why did we as a Jewish people after almost 1500 years start writing down Tor Shabalpeh? Cave and Deloy Efsher because of Ace Lasai, Sasham, Hefeu Tarasecha. Hachanami, so too over here by the Haftorah situation, whatever the lack of Efsharot was, which by the way, I never saw this growing up, but a lot of places they'll read the Haftorah, not from the big book with the Nakudos, not only from like, but like a proper cloth, a complete safer shoe. It's, it's fantastic. We're getting back to that. Uh, yes, Shita no, no. Sagra. Like, uh, okay. But then someone like. Uh, 
You want to read the Haftorah for your bar mitzvah or for your audio? Yeah. Okay. You can. Uh, uh, it, it, oh, it's got it, issues both ways, but it, yeah. it is nice to see in, in some place. I, I like it. Hachanami um, since by the Haftorah situation, this is different. I'm saying it wasn't possible. It was either financially unfeasible or you just can do it. Period. All right. Little kids, little kids learn. What are you learning in Cheder today, uh, Maishi? So little Maishi says, we're learning, say, for Noah. Okay? Learning Noah. What, what, what books did he have on his list at the, after the first day of school that he had to get? So, mm-hmm. So we know you can't write out like anything on the whole surface. But what about if it's just like a, a little scroll for the uh, young uh, kid to learn from? Well, this is a question that would actually be according to both major opinions, um, in the history of the Jewish people in the Midbar with Maishu Rabbeinu. We know that at the end of the 40 years, they got a complete Chamish Chumshay What happened during those 40 years? Were they getting like different installments of it or like none of it until the end? Was it installments? So Tibai, this would be a question, in other words, writing a section for the kid um, of Chumash, that that Torah was given, uh, like Moshe would be told to parse from Hashem, he would write it down, and then at the end of the forty years, he sort of joined them all together. And what we have now is Mishkom Torah. Also, Tibai Lamandamar, this would be a question according to the other approach. It says Torah Chasuma Nitna that it wasn't, I'd say, formally written down until the end of the. 40 years. For sure, Torah Shabbat Peh was being learned the whole time. And they might even had references to Pesukim, might have hints to Pesukim, but it wasn't formally put together until all of the Parshas were said. Um, they knew some of them, Baal Peh, others they didn't, and then at the end, Moshe gave the whole thing. So the question we're asking about writing one section for a kid would be a question within both these approaches. Colon. Tibaye, underline the word Tibaye, Lamandamar Tarmigilamigila Nitna. What do we say for writing little Moishi a section of Chomish? Do we say, Well, since like, just like in the Midbar, Moshe would write a section out so you can write it for little Moishi. Oh, Dilmer, maybe. Kevinda Idbik. No, Moshe Rabbeinu did, but then at the end of 40 years, put them all together in an official full version, Idbik, and then you wouldn't be allowed to. Also, comma, Tibai, underline the word Tibai, it would also be a question of Mandamar, Torah Nitna. Why do we say, Kim Nechasuma Nitna, in Kaisen, once Moshe Rabbeinu, at the end of 40 years, put it together as one, you, you can't write just a section. Odilma, Kevin Delayefsher, if you had to like send every little boy to Cheder, with a Chamishi Chumshay Torah written as like a Sefer Torah, it's crazy expensive. Um, or even if each Cheder had to have a, a Sefer Torah every single class, uh, maybe Kasfin, that you would be allowed to have uh, one section written for the uh, young boy. So uh, that was the uh, question that was asked by Abaye to Raba. Amarle, ain Kasfin. No, you don't write out a little section for the child. Umatam, what's the reason? Very Jewish answer. Because you don't do it. Uh-huh. Now, there's the uh, note, I, I have on the inside margin of the uh, Oruch, who says that he, um, basically, we have it as a Messiah, that's just the way it is, we don't question it. Rashi says over here, um, even according to the Manda Amar, who says, 
In other words, it's sort of more answering the question because that which Moshe Rabbeinu put together and sealed and gave it like that, that's the way it is. Okay, we have a series of um, Tanakh sources, three of them, that uh, we bring now to uh, question whether, is that really true that you cannot write just a section? Aceve, I put a triangle on this Aceve. A line later at the end of the line, there's another Aceve, I triangled that. And two lines later, first word of line is Aceve, I triangled that. So we'll bring three uh, little Bryce's. Each one of them is going to be a question who says, and uh, we just said you can't write just one section. Aceve. And interestingly enough, they're all from Masecha Saita. Um, the first one here, Tanakh source, starts here, goes less than a line. Um, one of the things that, maybe Hilni Amalka, Afi Asasa Tavla, she made a special, like, a metal uh, uh, gold plate, Shel Zahav. What was unique about it? She, Parshas Saita Ksuva Leha, that the Parsha of Saita was written on it so that when, uh, if a Sota had to be processed in the base of Migdash, the Psukhna had to be written, they had a little thing to copy it from. Uh, what do you see there? That's only one section of the Torah, and yet it was uh, written out. Uh, that would be a question, what we just said, that he can't do it. Well, no, Amram Shemin Lakish, she explains, Mishum Rabbianai, that when we say that Tavla was written out, it actually wasn't full words. It was Be'alef Bet. It was uh, just the first letter of each word was written out. If you kind of know the Parsha, it's a lot easier to remember what you have to write if you get the first letter of each word, and this was to assist the um, person who was writing out the Mulesaita for the social procedure. Aceve, we have another snake source, though. I triangled that. This one also goes about half of a line, and it's uh, referring to when the Kohen is writing out the Pesukim for the Parsha Saita, if there's a Sota being processed. Keshu Kaisev, Roya, he looks, Vekaisev, Ma Shekasuv Betavla. So he writes out that which is on the Tavla. That does not, not sound like the Tavla is a bunch of uh, alphabet soup letters that you wouldn't know what it means. It sounds like the whole words. Well, that's true, that's what it sounds like. But Ema, you have to understand when it says that he writes that which is written on the Tavla, not specifically, but rather, Ke Masha Kasu Tavla. Like that which is written in the Tavla. In other words, yeah, he gets the first letter and then he fills in the rest of the word. Aceve, a third. Bryce, this one goes for about a line and a half. Again, it, it indicates very clearly that full words were written out. Keshu Kaisiv, when the person writing the Megillah Saita is writing out Raya Betavla, looks in the Tavla of a Kaisiv, Masha Kasu Betavla, Mahu Kaisiv Betavla, and what is it that's written on the Tavla? Here we go, it says Im Shachav and Im Loi Shach, those are full words, and those are Psukim, part of the Psukim that he would write out. That seems to indicate again that it had the full Psukim there. Answers the Gemara, no. Even this, it didn't have the full Psukim. What it had was the first word or two. And then, each word after that, just the first letter. Serugin is you'd have a couple full words, and then a couple, just the first letter of the X word. And then a full word, and then like that. The Gemara actually says that this whole machlokas is ketanoi. Can you write six-year-old Moishi who's going to cheder one section of Torah in those days? Well, says the Tanaic source, and we'll see it's two opinions. You're not allowed to. However, if the intention is to continue mutter. So kid goes to Chayter, he starts to say for Bracious, right? Okay, so write out a say for Bracious. You intend to keep writing as the kid is going to Chayter, and then that would be fine. If you're just writing a say for Bracious, no. 
Rabbi Yehuda, who I boxed, Daimer, Bebracious, you would be able to write it ad dor hamabul until, like, guess the dor hamabul, which would be what we call parshas bracious. And in Taras Kaihanim, which would be safe for Vayikra, you can write out ad vayibi mashmini, which would be Vayikra and Sav, the, the first uh, parshas in uh, Sefer Vayikra. What's this based on? Why can you write out those? Those are two sections that a child is most likely to learn when he's in Cheder. He starts with Vayikra and from Bracious. And those are complete sections, complete stories. Not only that, if you do want to write a little bit of Sefer Bracious, or let's say Parshish Bracious, you have to write the whole thing. You can't just write, let's say, chapter one. Or if you do want to write out some Vayikra, you have to do all of Vayikra up until Parshish Shmini. Because it's one unit. I'm Rabbi Yechanan. Sorry, here we're talking about doing it specifically on a cloth. I, I think that they're, they're talking about not printing, not writing on a cloth with the oi, um to be used properly as a Sefer Torah. And I think when they would write it out, that's how they would always write it out. We're uh, living in a much different reality. I'm Rabbi Yechanan. Here we see this machokas. Um, the 40 years of the Midbar were the Jewish people given little sections of what eventually became Chumash Torah and then it was put together at the end or it was only put together at the end. Am Rabbi Yochanan, I circled this name, Mishum Rabbi Beno, Taira Megillah Megillah Nitna was given over to Klai Yisrael in the Midbar a little section at the time. Shanamar, there's a Pasuk, the Pasuk says, Azamarti, Ehine Bati, Bemegillas Sefer, Kasav Alai. And there's uh, a Pasuk in Tehillim, David HaMelech, um, and he says he's like alluded to in the Torah, but it, it refers to it as a Megillah Sefer, even though he's referring to the Torah. So even though it's just one section, it seems like then the Torah must have been given originally by Moshe to Klai Yisrael sectionally. Roshim and Lakish, we circle Daimer, Torah Chasumanitna. No, it was given formally as one uh, finished unit at the end of the 40 years, Shanamar, like the Pasuk says, in Dvarm itself. Um, it says, uh, Take it, here it is, a Sefer Torah. And it was complete. Or maybe eight psukim at the end, but basically complete. Okay, so each one has a mucker. What does each uh, Amaira do with the other one's pasuk? It does say, like take it. Seems like it was given in its full form. Well, he'll say, yeah. That pasuk is referring to, it was given little sections, and then he gave it as one full Chamish Chamish at the end. V'idach Reish Lakish. What does he do with the other Pasuk? Nami if it says, B'megillas Sefer Torah Lai. Well, we have two answers to that. Answer number one is that not a Megillah, as we understand, is like one section, but rather Ahu, Dechol HaTorah Kula Ikri Megillah. The whole Torah can be referred to at times as a Megillah. Dechsev, like the Pasuk in Zechariah says, uh, What do you see? Roya, I see Megillah um, Afa, a flying Torah, or a flying or a floating Sefer Torah. And you see Sefer Torah is referred to as Megillah. Inami, alternatively, I squiggle one on the Inami, a second answer, look at Reb Levi. Levi, there were actually um, eight sections that were crucial that the Jewish people knew. I think on the first of Nisan, uh, 
11 and a half months after they went out of Mitzrayim. Because they were going to get the Mishkan set up, and the Mishkan uh, getting set up would require the halachas that were in these sections of Torah. Um, and that's what we're referring to. Dam Rablevi, Shmaina Parshish Namru, Biyoim, on the day Shehu Kambayam Mishkan. Eluhain, number one was the uh, Parshas Kaihanim, which is basically what we have as uh, Parshas Emor. Emor al Aron, all the different things that they are entitled to and, and, and they have as uh, halachas. Uh, the second is Parshas Leviim, because we needed the Leviim to start doing their shear when the uh, Mishkan was inaugurated. Uh, number three, Parshas Temeim. Very important to know the Tummy people they have to go outside Gimel Machnas, and when you take down the Mishkan and travel, that there then are no more Machnas. Uh, number four is Parsha Shiluach Tameim, that they have to be uh, sent out, like the who gets sent out, like a Zav or a Mitzayra has to leave the, um, the, the Machna. Number five, Parsha's Achrei Mois. Now, um, even though Achrei Mois is basically Yom Kippur, but um, the it starts out which is basically a warning to Aaron and all future Kohanim make sure you do it properly because they did something whatever it was as subtle as it might have been it was improper and uh, they got punished for it uh, the sixth is Parsha Shesuya Yayin um, very important that uh, when the Kohan shows up for work he's not drunk and we know that from Parsha Yayin Parsha Neirois you have to know what to do with the Menorah which started when they started with the uh, Avoda in the Mishkan and Parshas Para Aduma, which is uh, also very important because you need the Para Aduma to make sure that people are tahor so they could properly do the Avoda in the Mikdash. Period. Another Machlokas here, this is Machlokas between Rabbi Lazar and Rabbi Yochanan. I'm Rabbi Lazar, I circled his name, and Rabbi Yochanan is two lines later, I circled his name. Um, Torah that we the Jewish people have, is the majority of it written? the majority of it is Baal Peh. Is the majority of Torah Shippah, for sure, if it's just like the words, I think the majority is Baal Peh. But do you say that if you take the Torah and its drushas that you get from the various Pesukim, uh, is that the rove, or is the rove the other part that's Baal Peh? Or do you say that Baal Peh is the rove over that? So Rabbi Lazar says, Torah rove bichsav. Rove of the Torah is talui on different drushas that we make off the Pesukim. Umiut, it's only a minority of the total that is al-peh, that you don't have any remez to learn from the Torah, it's based on something that came from Moshe. Shenemar, like the Pasuk says, echtoiv um, loy ruby, not like a ruby or an emerald, but ruby from the word rove, so I Hashem wrote out the majority for the Jewish people, Tairasi, kemoizar nechshavu. And uh, it looked at it like a stranger, which is not good. This is like a teichacha to the Jewish people. That's Rabbi Lazar. Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yochanan, who he's circled, Amar, Roiv Alpeh. Now the majority is Alpeh, Umiut Bichsav. He also has a Pasuk. Shenemar, Pasuk says in Chumash itself, it says, Ki Al Pi Hadvar Me'ela. Pi is verbal, um, from the mouth. That sounds like the majority, so to speak, of Torah is Balpeh. What does each one, Rabbi Lazar and Rabbi Yochanan, do with the other one's pasuk? V'idach Rabbi Yochanan, Namiaksiv, it says, Echtoiv loy ruby toirasi. That's what it sounds like. Well, you're reading the pasuk wrong. You're supposed to read that pasuk in Hosheya as a temiha. Hahu, what's going on in the pasuk there? Hosheya is, is being Hoichiach, the Jewish people. He's saying the Jewish people, 
you're not listening to the Torah. Basically, it's a rhetorical question. He's saying, Hashem is saying, so to speak, to the Jewish people, you want me to have written out the majority of my Torah? But even the minority of it, which I did write out for them, they're not even keeping that. Which would mean the majority is definitely Balpeh. Doesn't it say ki al pi hadvarim ha'ela? Doesn't that sound like it's more? No. It's not more, but it's harder. There's a big difference. You can have something that's less, but a lot more difficult. Ha'hu mishum de tekifi lemigmerinu. It's very challenging, hard, uh, difficult to learn it. That's why it's al pi. Okay. Darsh Rabbi Yehuda Bar Nachmeni Mitargamane the Mitargamane of Shimon Lakish Ksiv on the one hand we have a pasuk I double underline the word Ksiv that says Kisayiv I underline the word Ksayiv Lecha Satsvarim Haela Okay write it out Uksiv and I double underline this word Ksiv There's another pasuk that says they're actually the same pasuk It Shmois Lamedalit the beginning of pasuk Chavzayin and the end of pasuk Chavzayin What does it say It says Ki Alpi, I underline the word Alpi, Alpi Hadvarim Ha'ele. Okay, so you're supposed to write it, or you're supposed to verbally transmit it generation to generation. Ha'ketzad, well, you know what you're supposed to do? You're supposed to keep it the way it was. Dvarim Shebechsav, things that are written, in other words, the written psukim, you cannot transmit them uh, verbally. It has to be done uh, through the, the written word. And on the flip side, Dvarm Shiva Alpeh, Iatai Rashai, La Oimran Bixav. You can't transmit them in a written fashion. Which basically means Balpeh stays Balpeh, Tosh Bixav stays Tosh Bixav. Debe Rabbi Shmaltana, we have a one line Brysa. The Pasuk that we had quoted about five lines ago said, Write uh, the Dvarm Ha'ela, the Ela these. These you write, like Psukim, but things that are part of Torah Shabbat, you do not formally write out and publish for others. What's the ikr of the covenant between us and the Rabbanu Shalalam? It's the Torah Shabbat, which Haraya, you have, I don't know, like 1.3 billion Muslims that believe in the Torah Shabbat. They add some stuff to it. You have the Christians who believe in the Torah Shabbat. We're the only ones who spend all day, all night, from time was given, learning Torah Shabbat. Like the Pasuk says, Ki alpi It's because of the Torah Shabbat. Did I make this covenant with you, Moshe, and the Jewish people? Okay, the second thing mentioned in the Mishnah that was done was... If the Eruv is in the Jones house, the air stays in Jones house. Why? That's just the way it is. It, that, that's, you keep it that way. And because that keeps peace. Why? Said the Mishnah, my time a question mark. What's the reason? Well, if it's a honor issue, is that it's a proper honor that we're showing honor to that, that family? Well, it can't be, because we had another issue that was covered related and it would switch from house to house. The old pushke, 
the stucca box, the shayfer, what it was used for, it was used for collecting funds for this out of the other thing, but it was usually in the, maybe in the Gadol Hador's house. Did it change? Yeah. Hushipur Dahave Meikar, originally it was Bey Rav Yehuda. Ulubisayf, and then it went to Bey Rabba, the Rabba's household. Then Ulubisayf, Bey Rav Yosef. Ulubisayf, Bey Abai. Ulubisayf, Bey Rav, it switches from house to house. So it can't be because of covered, because it was because of covered, you would keep it in the same household that it originally was. Elamishum Chashada. That's the concern over here, that since the Eruv was in that particular family's house, if you're going to change it to a different house, um, hmm, what are people going to do? They'll go into the original house and they'll say, hey, Bob, where's the Eruv food? Or they won't even say it. They'll just look, they'll see it's not there. Like we've seen the monster there for 25 years and now it's not there. And the hard-boiled egg, where are they? And, and they will um, uh, be choshed, the people in that Chats are carrying without an Erev. The third issue, and the last one that we'll deal with today, because the fourth issue only starts on the bottom line. Oh! It's a good thing that this is on battery power. Borshu Karev La'ama. Okay, if you have a bore, you're a field owner, and your field owner has a large water cistern, how does it get filled up? Well, if it's close to an ama, a flowing uh, channel of water, you can um, have the water pour into your bore, and then you'll certainly have a source of water, whether it's drinking water, whether it's uh, water for irrigation. Itzmar, B'nai Nahara. Let's say you have a river. River naturally flows from upstream to downstream. You have fields along the river. Um, as the river flows you can have the various fields take uh, water from that river. Which fields get the water first? The ones for the upstream. Okay. Rav, who I circled, Amar, Tatoi Shasumaya Beresha. Um, the lower fields, the fields that are further downstream, they uh, get to use the water first. Shmuel, I circled Shmuel, Shmuel Amar, Eloi. No, it's the field that is further upstream, Shasumaya Beresha, that gets the water first. Now, the more qualifies as Machlokis. Bedim Mezal, when the water is flowing, just as it's flowing, Kuli there's no Machlokis. You take the water as it's flowing, and there's more water flowing along with it. Kipligi, the issue over here is, let's say you want to dam up the river so that you're diverting all of the water into your field. Would you be allowed to do that? Be miskar, in other words, like to dam it up to irrigate your field. Be ashkuye, that's the machlokes. Colon. Shmuel, who amar, Eloi shasu, maya beresha. It's the ones who are further upstream who can sort of dam up the river and, and redirect all of the water into their fields. The Amri, they say, Anan makravinan tfei. We're closer. The river water comes to us first. We want to have the first dibs on the water. For Rav, who I underline Amar, Tatoi Shasumai Beresha, it's the lower field, De Amri, because they can say, Nara Kepashte Lezo. We don't want to interrupt nature. We're the lowest field. We'll have the water flow down all of the other fields, and then we'll stop it up by us, and we will uh, redirect all the water into us. Tznan, so we bring the Mishnah to try to clarify this machlokas. So one line quote from the Mishnah. Um, this would be a support, I guess, to Shmuel. The Mishnah said, now the Mishnah wasn't talking about 
a field necessary. We're talking about filling up a bore. You have your water cistern. It's right near the Amma. It says the bore hakarov la Amma. That's the furthest, like upstream of the Amma. Mismala rishonim nei darke shalom. All right. So you see from there, it should be the one that's closest to the upstream. Well, now this would be a question on Rav. It would be good for Shmuel. In his Talmudic honesty, Shmuel answers as a defense for his bar pluta for Rav. Tirgama Shmuel liba de Rav be'ama hamishaleches alpi bayra. No, what we're talking about here is an ama that is going right past his bore anyway, so he is able to have some of that water fill up his bore. So this is one second. Ihachi my lamemra that that doesn't make sense if the water is flowing. Uh, down the Yama from upstream to downstream. And he has his bore right there. Why wouldn't he be able to fill up his bore? Well, here's the reason why. You might have thought to say, Matsi Amrile, that those who are further downstream can say to him, Sachar Miskar Ve'ashki Behindiza. Kamash Malan, they cannot say that. What do those words mean? Rashi says, Sachar Mishar, Rashi is about seven, eight lines below where we are in the Gemara. You know what? Don't let your bore be filled up. Stop up. Sachar Mishar, stop up the Piborcha, because when you have the river, the Amma water flowing into your bore, that's making a much less water pressure for all of us further downstream. Shemimayim Sanar. Continues the uh, Rashi. That what they said was Ashki behindiza, which um, Rashi gives a law's word for. But it means min Don't fill up your bore with the water. Let the water flow regularly into your fields. We're fine with that. But if it does that, you will not be minimizing the flow of the water that much. That's what you might have thought that they could say to him, Kamash Milan. No, he's allowed to fill up his bore. Amar of Huna Bar Tachlifa, who I underlined, back in the Gemara, Hashtadolay Itmar, we don't have clarity, Hilchas Alokimar, Velokimar, who gets the water rights first? Is it the ones further downstream? Is it the ones further upstream? You know what? The Rabbanan ain't dummies. Kold Alam Gvar, they're not going to get involved. Is another way of saying, literally it means whoever's the stronger one wins, let them fight it out. They'll deal with it, but it's not something because we don't have a clear uh, uh, approach to take. And I think they say wars in the Middle East, actually before desalination became so popular, were going to be fought over water rights. But it can, it can definitely get ugly, but says the Gemara called Alam Kvar. I know in here of Shimi Barashi, Asla Kamidi Abaye, he had a... Uh, a real desire to learn with Abaye. He asked him, Rabbi, can you make some time for me? We'll learn together. Let us sit together at a set time during the day and we'll like uh, learn together. Amarle said Abaye, Listen, I already have like set times and I, I just don't have any time during the day. Okay, said Rav Shimi Barashi. Okay, so let's sit together at night. Can we set a time at night to learn together? Amarle is the Mayalashkuye. Interesting. Godal Adora says, well, I gotta go water my fields at night. Whatever it means. Amarle, so he says back, Rabbi, I'll make you a deal you can't refuse. Ana Mashkina Le Lamar Maya Biyamama. 
I'll take care of watering your fields during the day. And let us sit together. We could learn for a little bit at night. So you know what uh, Bayi said? Great. You water the fields and we'll uh, set a time to learn at night. Now, Rav Shimi Barashi, we, we just said over here, called Alam Gvar. So Rav Shimi Barashi, uh, he, uh, Abaye, had a field. Abaye's field was not the closest upstream, not the closest downstream, it was in the middle. So what did he do? This Rav Shimi Barashi, obviously a Talmudic mind. Azal um, he went to the field that was further upstream. Amar Lahu, and he said to him, and the rabbinical figure says to them, Tata Isha the fields further downstream should be the ones to use the water first. So I said, sure, Rabbi, whatever you say. Then, what did this Roshimi Barashi do? Azal Tatai went to the fields that were further downstream from Abayes, Amarlu, and said to them, uh, Just letting you fellows know that the ones further upstream are going to be. Sure, Rabbi, whatever you say. Okay, what did he do then? Well, None of the upstream ones were expecting the water to keep flowing strongly, and none of the downstream ones were continuing to have any water. Sachar miskar v'ashke, so he dammed up the river and certainly made his job a lot easier to water by his field because no one upstream was uh, complaining, nobody downstream was complaining. However, um, there was a little bit of a complaint because... I went to Shul the next day, they were at a chasna, some of the upstream fields, talked to the lower stream fields, and they said, hey, did you have that, like, uh, Mar Baravashi, uh, excuse me, Shimi Barashi, who, who came and uh, told you that he, the upstream fields, well, he told us the downstream fields, and, oh, obviously. well, you know, what, what's going on here? He's possibly out of, you know, burning both ends of the candle. I don't know if Abai was happy with this or wasn't happy with it, but he actually took no benefit from any of the produce that grew in that field that entire year. I don't know how that chavrusa worked out between Rav Shimbarashi and Abaye. You can imagine there was a little bit of tension there, but uh, maybe not. And finally, Hanahu B'nei Bei Charmach. I circled the B'nei Bar Charmach. They had a field along a river. So imagine the river is flowing from the tissue box down to the bookmark. Flowing this way, downstream. Tissue box is higher, flowing downstream. They had a field somewhere in the um, middle. What did they do? Um, They had an interesting idea. So you have water flowing from here down to here. They have a field over here. They redirected the stream so that it would flow uh, around their field and then redirect again so whatever water was left would go back into the river. Brilliant. Da'azel, um, what did they do? This is B'nei Karu, they dug Beresha de Shanvisa. Shanvisa was the river, the Shanvisa River. The Ahadruha, and they redirected the water around their field. Vishadua Bishilhi Nara to go back into the water source a little bit further downstream. Now, when they did that, the other field owners that had their fields a little bit higher upstream, Asu, Aili, Lekame, Dabaye, they came to Abaye, uh, the Eloi ones, Amrule, and they had a complaint for Abaye. They said, Ka Mitgil, Le Naharin. Mitgil is like the word uh, Takala. You have a, it's like he's ruining things because when you have a water stream that's flowing regularly, the water flows from higher to lower. When you redirect part of the water, then you could make it a much slower flow because part of it is being redirected and therefore they're like they turned down the water pressure for us that's not fair Amar Lehu 
So the solution that Abai gave to the further upstream people was, well, karu behadaihu tfei porta. You know what you can do? You can lower the riverbed level uh, and thereby have gravity force the water to flow at the same pace and that'll be a solution. So even though they redirected part of the water by you lowering the riverbed, it'll have the water flow at the same pace. They said, that's great, Rabbi, except what happens when there's a year where there's not much rain? Uh, you don't want to have a lowered riverbed. Amar Amrule, they said, Kayavshi Pirin, during a dry season, then we're not going to have any water if we do that. Amar Lehu, so having no other um, solution, I guess Abai calls in the Bnei Bei Charmech and says, uh, fellas, great idea, but we got to get the river back to its original state. Zilu go sliku nafshayu mehasam. Literally remove yourselves from there, which uh, Rashi says means that redirected channel that you dug, damn it up and forget about it. It's just, it's not going to work because of the complaints and the just complaints of the f- people who had the fields further upstream. Number one, their complaint was that once this was redirected, it made it so that there was much less of a flow. So when I get, offered them the solution to lower the riverbed, they said that's great, except in years where there's not much water, then we won't get any water. And since there's no solution, you have to change it back to what the original state, status was. Adkan.